Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Credit Agents Podcast. If you learned anything new, give us a like, a follow, and share. Thank you so much. Welcome back to the Credit Agents Talk Show. I'm Leslie, and today we're going to be talking about is it better to pay off a loan earlier? Let's talk about the pros and the cons. Pros. First of all, if you pay a loan off early, it could definitely save you money. It can also improve your credit ratio. And lastly, you can gain a lot more financial freedom by being out of debt. So let's talk about the cons. Number one, you might be penalized if you pay the loan off early and you could have already paid off most of the loan's interest. And lastly, you could stop building credit. I think a lot of times people are afraid to pay loans off early because they want the positive trade lines. So let's get into it. I can definitely understand personally what it feels like to not want to pay a loan off early because it really is like your personal report card. Anytime you have an active loan that you're paying on time each month, this is a good thing as far as how it reports to your credit. The sooner you pay off the debt, the less interest you will pay over time. If you wanted to save money on a loan and avoid losing hundreds and sometimes even thousands of dollars, it is in your best interest to pay the loan off earlier. Here's an example. Say you borrow $20,000 to buy a car and the interest rate is only 3% and your loan term is 60 months. Over the course of the five years or the 60 months, you're going to lose more than $1,500 to interest. Now, if you pay it off faster, you won't lose as much. So now you see the value with paying things off earlier. You may lose the positive trade line on your credit, absolutely, but it could save you thousands of dollars. When the loan is paid off, and the account is closed and in good standing, you lower your credit utilization ratio. This benefits you because once this loan is paid off and in good standing, you qualify for better rates on things like mortgages and auto loans because of the great payment history. In addition to lowering your debt, you're also eliminating the risk of maybe having another late payment or a missed payment. This is huge because sometimes if you're like me, you could possibly forget to make a payment on time and then it's negatively affecting your credit. For example, say you took a loan out that required you to put down collateral just in case you default on a loan. That means that if you default on the loan, whatever property you put down as collateral is at risk at being taken away. Common forms of collateral can include jewelry, TVs, computers, vehicles, installment accounts, personal real estate, and so much more. While it may be super tempting to use your emergency fund or your savings account to finally pay off that loan or that credit card debt, let's talk about some of the risks and why maybe you shouldn't do that. Here is a good rule of thumb. 
If your finances are in good standing and you have enough money in your emergency fund to cover at least three months or more of living expenses, then you can go ahead and shift to aggressively paying down debt. You never know when something is going to happen, like a medical emergency, loss of employment, or a broken down vehicle. As surprising as it may be, some lenders and creditors have prepayment penalties. So in other words, while you definitely may be saving on paying the loan early in interest, is it really worth it if there is a prepayment penalty? The average prepayment penalty starts off about 2% of the outstanding balance if paid within the first year of the loan. And then they decrease with each passing year of the loan until it gets to zero. What is amortization? I hope I'm saying that right, by the way. Most loans have what's called an amortization schedule. This is going to map out how much you're going to pay in principal and interest each month. This is gonna be most common when dealing with mortgages. So if you're fairly late in the loan, there's not a major advantage to paying off the loan early because generally most of the interest is paid off in the early years. Towards the end of the loan, you are basically borrowing money interest-free. So you might as well take your time when paying off that loan. Keep in mind that having a good mix of credit is essential when trying to keep a good credit score. So paying accounts off early, it could be bad. If you clear debts before they are actually due, then you could cease to have enough credit history in the eyes of the credit bureau. Now, as long as your debt isn't too high, making consistent and regular payments and bills is the best way to build strong credit. According to Jeff Aravato, a financial wellness expert at Greenpath Financial Wellness, people are spending less, which has in turn caused an increase in savings and a stronger push in paying down credit card debt, all because of a pandemic. In conclusion, I just want to encourage you that you have to do what's best for you. Only you know your goals and your financial situation. So whether your goal is to save money or lower your debt or lower your credit utilization, the choice is yours. Hey guys, you're listening to the Credit Agents Podcast. familiar with a FICO score as that is actually the most common scoring model when it comes to calculating your credit score, but the Vantage scoring model is actually going to be separate and 90% of lenders will stick with the FICO scoring model, but it is important to note that Vantage has some pretty unique advantages to it over the FICO scoring model. So do you know how it is calculated? and the benefits of, once again, using that Vantage scoring model, and who does the Vantage scoring model favor when it comes to the lenders or you, the user?
So what is a Vantage score then? Well, it was created by the three major credit bureaus. That is going to be Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And it will help lenders, landlords, and financial institutions gauge your credit worthiness just at a glance. It will still look at your credit report, much like how a FICO score does, weigh all of the categories. Granted, it will be a little bit different, which we'll discuss later on and combine it all into one easy to read score. So the most common Vantage score version is gonna be 3.0, though there is a 4.0 as well. And the score ranges for Vantage score 3.0 is gonna be relatively the same to FICO with a score of 300 to 579 being considered very poor, 550 to 649 being considered poor, 650 to 700 being fair, 700 to 750 being good, and then 750 to 850 being excellent. So getting on into the major difference between the Vantage scoring model and the FICO scoring model, it is going to be how your score is weighed on your credit report. And if you haven't watched our FICO 8 scoring model video, you can go ahead and click that card up there in the top right hand corner and get a full breakdown of how FICO scores their weighted categories. So when it comes to Vantage, you may recall FICO was a 35% for the most, most weighted category, and that was going to be for their payment history. Well, Vantage actually takes this up a step further and going to 40%, and it is an extremely influential factor in how your credit score is calculated. And it's essential to make your payments on time and in full to maximize this. And it also really rewards those who do that. Since it is weighed so much higher, you will see a greater benefit in your credit score in a shorter amount of time by consistently making these payments than you would with a FICO score. So moving on to the second category then, the age and type of credit, which also combines the length of credit history from the FICO 8 scoring model video we did, is going to be weighed in at 21% as opposed to the 30% for the FICO scoring model. Now, this is important because the longer you have your lines of credit, the better. So we always recommend to keep your old cards because the older they are, the better this category is going to do. And it's essential to have them in good standing for a long period of time as well. So making those payments on time, which goes back to payment history as well, it really just builds up your length of credit history and bolsters your credit portfolio. So moving on to credit utilization, you may be familiar with a lot of our previous episodes where we talk about how important this category is. Well, with the Vantage scoring model, it is weighed at 20% as opposed to the 15% in FICO. So it is weighed a lot more heavily, and usually consumers are advised to keep their balances as low as possible when it comes to paying off their bills at the end of the month. Now, the reason why this is, is because if you owe more than 50% generally, but it, it can even go as low as 20% sometimes, depending on the credit card company, you can be labeled as high risk, which can lower your credit score as well because it lowers this category. So we here at the credit agents actually recommend you keep it at around 7%. And this is because you can maximize the credit score gained because you're paying off your credit on time as well as having a low utilization rate. And you will be building up your length of credit history and keeping those accounts in good standing as well. So like I said previously, it's a very important aspect of your Vantage score. So if you're calculating your Vantage score, keep that in mind. 
So moving on to the fourth category, which is gonna be total balances weighing in at 11%. Now this is gonna be a little bit less overall than what is weighed on the FICO score, so it isn't gonna be as heavily influential in calculating your score, but it's still an important factor to consider when calculating your score for those applications. So in order to have a good standing in this category, you will be advised to keep credit balances paid and down as possible. And this relates once again to credit utilization, keeping that utilization rate down as well as your payment history. So it's closely linked with those, but you also want to make sure you do this with all of your lines of credit and make sure you are using these lines of credit so you don't risk them getting closed out as well. So the fifth category we're gonna be talking about is recent credit behavior. And this is gonna be coming in at 5% of your total Vantage score. So it isn't really that influential when it comes to calculating the score, but it's important nonetheless because it will quickly roll into a snowball effect if you are not careful. So it essentially focuses on kind of new lines of credit that you're applying for. So if you're applying for mortgages or you know a, an apartment, you wanna make sure you space out those applications because each time you apply for a new line of credit, it actually will have a hard inquiry check on your credit report, which means that an institution or landlord is running a credit check. Now, hard inquiries, just one off, can't lower your score that much, but if you have too many in too short of a period of time, much like having 50% or over on your utilization rate, it will label you as high risk, lowering your score. So, like I said previously, it's not as big of a deal with Vantage score than it is with FICO, but it's still an important habit to get into because chances are you're probably also worrying about your FICO score as well. So be considerate of your recent credit behavior. So the sixth and final category when it comes to classifying your credit report for calculating that Vantage score is gonna be your total available credit. Now this is gonna be the least weighted category coming in at 3%, so it's really not that influential, but once again, it's still important to consider because it is weighed more heavily on your FICO scores. So when it comes to your total available credit, what it's actually looking for is how much of your credit do you use in comparison to your credit utilization rate? Now, if you don't have a high credit limit, this will impact you a little bit. Now, like I said, this isn't weighed as much, but it is important to note that the higher your credit limit is, the better this category will do. So when looking at things like a secured credit card, if you're trying to get started with credit, it may be better to put a little bit more money down than you would normally to help bolster this category earlier on to help boost your credit score. Things like maybe putting down a $1,000 secured credit limit will really help. So moving on to the benefits of using a Vantage score, when it comes to using it, it will actually be a lot quicker for landlords to run a check on your Vantage score. So some actually prefer it over a FICO score. And because it's so much quicker, it can be more beneficial for those of you who are trying to build credit earlier on with maybe a thin credit file or no credit history at all. And the reason is FICO will take your credit history up to six months before it calculates your first score, whereas Vantage score will do just a single month. 
So if you have no credit at all whatsoever and just opened up a credit card, you're that much closer to beginning your credit journey if you use a Vantage credit score. So that is a very important part to consider if you're one of those individuals and you're starting to look at credit cards right now. So another really good benefit of the Vantage scoring model is going to be credit inquiries. So if you don't know what a credit inquiry is, it's split up into two separate categories. You have soft inquiries and hard inquiries. A soft inquiry isn't going to affect your credit score. And what that is, is when you personally check your credit score. And this is for seemingly no reason other than just to see and update your credit score personally. And this can happen on things like creditkarma.com or any other type of credit sites like MyFICO, things like that. A hard inquiry, however, is going to be when you're applying for a brand new line of credit, like a loan, mortgage, or credit card, that company is actually going to run a credit check on your credit score or credit report. And because of that, it's marked as a hard inquiry, which one off can't affect your score that drastically. But if you apply for too many lines of credit in too short of an amount of time, that is multiple hard inquiries that can build up and lower your score. So what does this kind of credit inquiry system that Vantage does benefit you with? So what it does is within a 14 day period, say you're applying for a mortgage and you want to shotgun around a bunch of different prices for these said mortgages, you have two weeks to do hard inquiry checks through mortgages to actually have all of those hard inquiries be brought down to just one. Now, what this means is that you have the ability to shop around. You are not limited to multiple hard inquiry checks because all of those applications fall under a mortgage classification and because of that they only fall into one mortgage hard inquiry check now it is important to note though that this does not work for credit cards so you you cannot apply for multiple credit cards within a 14-day period and have those count as one hard inquiry they will count as multiple separate ones but mortgages student loans and apartment hunting as well all fall into this category where they are covered by this two-week period with Vantage Score. So it's a very beneficial thing to know about when using a Vantage Score and applying for these new lines of credit. So another benefit of Vantage Score lies with Vantage Score 4.0, where you can actually see pattern histories of your credit, which is great to track how your credit progresses through a two-year history. Now, this can even show your credit utilization rate so you can manage and show how your credit utilization is going as well as your payment histories and actually have a more detailed breakdown of how you are doing credit wise than if you just glanced at your credit report. Basically saves you a bunch of time than rather going and digging through your entire credit report on your own or even with a professional. So going into the final benefit of the Vantage scoring model over the FICO scoring model is Vantage 3.0 and 4.0 ignore paid collection accounts entirely. This is huge as with the FICO scoring model, paid collection accounts can drastically lower your score. So moving on, it also gives less important to medical collection accounts as well. So if you have a lot of medical bills on your credit report listed, Vantage gives less importance when weighing those in the factor your Vantage score. So you will actually see a significantly higher score with Vantage than you would with FICO. And there's no exemption for low balance collections as well, which is also important to consider.
Hey guys, you've been listening to the Credit Agents Podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the content, give us a like, maybe a comment, and please, please, please share this podcast around. Thank you so much for listening.